0: Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and
1: welcome to the Ross Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hay Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch, Jake Dicker, Full House, how are we doing?
2: You know, amazing because I'm still looking at that gentleman's sweep coming up soon, so... Go,
3: Abs. Yep, we were all Go right. Abs. We were all right. <laughs> GA and I both agreed it would be you know, not a sweep, but a gentleman's sweep, and it's looking like it's going to happen. It scared me for a bit yesterday.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was like, like oh, yeah. my
3: gosh, like a couple. But, geez, I mean, if you look at what the Abs do on the ice, they're so much better than Tampa. Dude,
2: they are so dominant. <laughs> it's insane. I know. And the like,
4: entire overtime period was more of when is Colorado going to score. Yeah, Tampa only had the, like. And they just controlled yeah, the, the puck in their zone the They didn't control the entire entire puck at period. all. Not even in minutes, the third yeah. period they didn't control the puck. No. No. Yeah,
5: this is one of the best days of the year. NBA draft. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm I'm not. Dude, it's like
3: Christmas year. for me. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Christmas yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, I like the NBA a draft.
4: A ho- it's a holiday. I like the NBA draft more than the championship if the Lakers aren't in. Two most underrated sports days of the year: the MLB trade deadline and the NBA draft. Interesting. Oh, I do All love right. the
2: MLB trade deadline. I'm not going to lie on that oh, one yeah. because there's a lot. There's so much that goes on with that. Right? Oh, yeah. just so much. Activity. What about the
3: NFL draft? I do love that
1: draft is my favorite draft of all the drafts. Oh, days. no, it's and NBA. I, yeah, I don't know. NBA is oh, one yeah.
3: day. Like NFL yeah, like, I love, stuff yeah, could happen in like three, three days. days. I yeah. love
4: that the NBA draft is... Two and a half, three hours, in and out. Yeah. You know, not up, spread out over three days. <laughs> yeah. i, I watched watch the first round of the NFL draft, but I'm not going to sit down and watch days two Dude, and you're three. missing the
3: sleepers, though.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, a lot to touch on today. And
1: with that said, let's get to today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports. Circa Million and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircaSports.com for details. Hit it, Hey. Mm-hmm.
2: ESPN's Adrian Wojanowski reported yesterday that the Lakers are considered the most significant threat right now for Kyrie Irving in either a sign and trade or Irving taking a $30 million pay cut to come to L.A. And NBA insider Mark Stein said Irving and James had recent contact with one another and were assumed to have discussed possible teaming up again. Where um, where the smoke there's usually fire, guys. Does either report yesterday make you think Kyrie Irving will be in LA next season? I
1: think it does because the three big news breakers, and I'm going to include Mark Stein in that conversation. Woj, Shams, and Mark have, have kind of basically said this is a thing. Whether I mean. Perhaps it doesn't happen. Again, there's a lot of hurdles. But listen, if LeBron has talked to Kyrie, if Kyrie, by the way, is the one crazy enough guy who would say, listen, I don't need $30 million. I want to live in Los Angeles. I want to play with LeBron James. If you tell me that I'm not going to uh, do that, I will prove you wrong and I will do exactly that. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, again, gee, you touched on where there's smoke, there's fire. Woj just chimed in. Shams has chimed in. Mark Stein has chimed in. This could
3: actually yeah. happen. Yeah, I and, mean,
2: and money is also not an issue too for him, right? Like you said. I mean, he's like made like, a ton of money. Yes,
3: yes it, and no. Well,
2: if if um, COVID's already taught us anything, he really doesn't care. That is true. He well, does not care about the money.
3: Yes. And um, I said this before, G.A., before you walked into a rosh, is I hate the misleading information that's being come out. Like Kyrie's going to have to take $30 million less from Woj. That doesn't have to be the case. If he opts into his player option, he could be traded and still make $36 million on the Lakers next season. If Westbrook is traded in a three-team deal, I doubt Brooklyn wants it. I still think that's the avenue that will go in. I mean, he could sign for the $6 million. I just, I doubt that's going to happen. But he has so many marketing deals. You just never know. It's like LeBron. If LeBron really wants to win a championship, take a pay cut, bro. And the extension.
5: I don't know if he would be willing to because of the fact that he sacrificed 17 million. But he's such a, you know, an enigma. He
3: doesn't have to, though. That's he, the, yeah. the, the for whatever reason, they're not giving you the full story. If he opts in and he gets traded, he makes 36 million. Next yes. Year. But that also means that, you know, obviously they
5: have to find a Westbrook suitor. Who knows? I mean, this is all. But I agree with what you guys said about where, where there's smoke, there's fire, because all of the credible reporters are talking about it, so there's got to be something there. And it sounds like—I mean, it doesn't—it doesn't say this specifically—but the Heat are interested in him as well. But t- a team has to want Kyrie Irving, and it doesn't sound like only many the Lakers teams. want him.
3: I said this yesterday on the show. Lakers
5: and Miami probably. No, and, Miami
3: does not want him. I mean, it was reported, so we'll
5: see what happens.
3: Probably, probably from Ball Sack Sports. I don't believe that. <laughs> Miami is a culture of defense and tenacity. They will
4: never want Kyrie Irving on their roster. I think over the last couple of days, it's become more of something that was like big big free agent or big guy that wants to be moved so of course the lakers are involved to something where if the lakers want to find the avenue to make this happen they can do that um if he were to take a six million dollar or the six million dollar or whatever take the pay cut i don't think that's the route that ends up happening but if he does that sends a message that he does want to be here and he does want to win and gives them other options to improve the team in other ways um i don't think as i, said, I don't think that's the route it goes i do think he opts in and then if he is a laker it will be through a trade
3: yes of course let's see if le gm can pull this off I'm more interested about what Zach Fisher said last night about Dehonte Murray and I was like what he's their franchise player 10th in player efficiency rating and now the Spurs are trying to deal him for a haul I know they want to rebuild but this is a guy who averaged a 20 point triple double last year almost That, that was a complete shocker to me as well I'm I'm
5: curious to see what your guys' take on this is if hypothetically speaking Kyrie takes the six million and takes the pay cut Is Westbrook on the team then next season? Because, (laughs) I mean... What do you guys think about that? I mean,
1: like at that point, you you could really tell him listen, we're, we're, we're going to try to work with you on a buyout or a trade, but we don't want you here. That would be fascinating. That would
3: be fascinating. Again, I doubt Jake and I are right. This is going to have, I don't think Kyrie's taking that much of a pay cut. This is going to have to be a, a, a sign and trade with a third team involved. The trade is not
1: that simple if Brooklyn doesn't want to participate. So if Kyrie's like, I'm not allowing Brooklyn yeah. to control my That's future. That's true. That is true. Then I'm he could sign the 6 million. And I'm, i and i don't want to use the word crazy, but he is the kind of guy who would be like, you're telling me like, I can't do
3: it. He's making so Screw much you. money exactly. off, he off thinks of about marketing things deals differently. too. Exactly. I mean, yeah, he's, to he's,
2: dude's on a different planet. I mean, yeah. like just legitimately on a different planet. So that's the other reason why I don't think that he's going to, he doesn't care about the money. He like, can make he 6 makeup, million off
3: it. Twitch in like two that's months. That's what yeah. I'm saying.
1: Yeah. I mean, he could make that up in Los Angeles playing with LeBron James, being on a championship contending team. Last thing, if, if this trade happens, right, or if he just comes here, the Lakers are now plus two thousand. Do they move into the title favorites? Where do yeah. the Lakers go? Of yeah. Of course,
3: because you have three guys that are so talented. Of course, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I say three-way
5: tie between Clippers, Lakers, Golden, Golden State. State. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to go with that as well. Especially if, like, you're considering the health factor, right? You know, Clippers are going to be coming back in in healthy. Golden State is Golden State, so we're, we don't even have to <laughs> give a definition for that and the reason for that. And then, yeah, I mean, may, he he would be a great fit on this team. Again, I, like I said yesterday, I just think off-the-court antics and all that other drama that he brings to the table is just...
3: He's one of the most talented players to ever touch the basketball when he's there. It's about, and think about this, LeBron was the only person who has ever reigned him in and kind of got him focused for a championship. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, the three biggest names in tonight's NBA draft are Jabari Smith, Chet Holt, um, Holmgren, and my boy, Palo. Thank you who will be the best player and the biggest star of the group hey I gotta stick with my dookies don't shake your head over there (laughs) Um, and um, as an aside do you have any problem with Woj and Shams spoiling draft picks before they are officially made on draft night.
1: By the way, three great names, three guys who could live on just their first name. I like Paolo though. I like the Paolo. You know, Paolo yeah, could, could be Paolo. a it's international,
4: it's
2: international though, <laughs> right? exactly.
1: But I'm going to chime in on your second point because I think Woj loses sight of this, and and I, and I know uh, people have talked to him about this. This is a draft day where you want to be surprised. You want to see the commissioner go up there with the card and say the name. And so, I mean, the fact that we woke up this morning to Woj saying, you know, who are going to be the first picks in the draft. I'm not a fan of that. I love social media. This is the one day day of the year that I am not on Twitter because I do want to be surprised. I do want to have that feeling of like... That that I'm watching an event happen in it real happens. time Like I, was like, su- I don't want to go to a movie And you're sitting right next to me Telling me what's about to happen Let, let me watch the movie
2: Yeah no I, I'm surprised that you're off Twitter For a day I'm I'm impressed with that It's like spoiling Top
3: Gun When you're like Halfway through the movie You know like it's I I don't get it Like last year I I, I accidentally had them on Still I tried to turn them off And it's like Toronto's drafting Scotty Barnes at four And I'm like whoa But I would have rather Heard Silver say Toronto Raptors select Scotty Barnes You know what I'm saying
4: Yeah I'm not the biggest Fan of it But I mean I'm to blame At some point It's so easy to avoid I mean just stay off My phone right But I can't Turn it off But I can't Yeah you're a public figure Jake you can't turn that shit off Well
2: it's also The phone is off was an extension of everybody now at this point right like you constantly have your phone on you if you don't have your phone on you you're like what's going on like i you know it's but um, I don't know. I personally, I'm okay with this because I actually don't care about the first, second, and third. I care about the tenth, the twelfth, the spoiler. I want like I want to know about those boys and like who's going to be picked in those, the next in those Giannis,
3: guys. yeah, like, Nikola Jovic, the next great yeah. NBA superstar that will get slept on.
2: Yeah, I want to see all those guys, right? I want to see who, who who's going to be who should have been. Um, pick 15th and then now it's pick 12th or 20th or whatever instead.
5: I think the worst part is when you put your phone down and then the trades happen and you don't know about the trades till like 30 minutes later. And then everybody else in the world has already heard about like, oh, DeJounte Murray got traded to Atlanta and you're just like 30 minutes behind the rest of the world. What are you going to
3: make a TikTok mid draft? It's not going to get many (laughs) views. Everyone's watching the draft.
5: You know what I hated for years is when you
1: knew the um, trade had happened and you're forcing players to put on a hat. Oh, you have the other team. Get yeah, it? Listen, if the trade is hilarious. official, like there's no reason to no, go it's through not that official until right well, after exactly, the draft. Not NBA like crash. official, but we all know what's about to happen. I mean, we have pictures of Luka Doncic wearing <laughs> the Hawks jersey. You know, Hawks, hats, you know I, mean, I mean, at some point, DeAndre
4: Hunter in a Lakers hat. But, yeah. but To answer to answer the the first
3: part of this question, I'm the highest out of Holmgren yes. on this group. I mean, this is a unicorn who can do it all at seven foot one. One of the best shot blocking prospects in recent memory you can dribble the ball and kind of handle it like a point guard half the time get up the court can shoot threes has a really a lot of versatility on both ends of the floor i love jabari smith too as a as a long-term player i think he has great versatility on both ends of the floor he's my third rated prospect Paolo, six or seventh rated prospect for me i'm not as high on him as everybody else i think he needs to work on his defense but his playmaking is really good for a 610 guy and he can score and get a bucket whenever he wants so that's definitely promising
4: yeah i mean brandon and i are never going to see eye to eye here i'm the highest on van caro um Holmgren would be my two with Smith my three out of these three um I think the upside I think Paolo needs to tweak a few things and just kind of sharpen up a few things but I think his skill set coming into the draft is the most NBA ready out of the three I think Chet is going to be a problem on the defensive end from day one he's going to make it incredibly hard on offensive players I think his offensive game needs a little bit of work um and then I mean Jabari Smith he's probably going to be the first overall pick I don't have an issue with that um he, he's a stud. There's nothing there's nothing else you can say about it. But uh, out of these 3, I got him ranked third.
5: I think I'm going like this is a kind of a cop-out answer, but I think all 3 of them will be kind of equally good in different ways. And I think that all of them have star potential but not really superstar upside from Really? Any-
3: you don't think Holmgren
5: has the upside of a superstar? A unicorn, yes, but a Superstar, I think there's I mean, only five to seven or eight players in the world. Yeah, that but like that we build. haven't seen a player with this skill set in a long time. Yeah,
2: but I think that are you, are you saying more like like LeBron James esque? No, kind no, we're talking like status? like
3: maybe Devin Booker, Okay, Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay.
2: With Chet, for, yeah, I can see, I can. Chet see has that. the upside
3: of those three, you know, like. Uh, has the highest
2: well i mean you can't teach height <laughs> like you can't that's teach, just, you that's can't just teach that kind
3: of versatility too he grew up trying to mimic Stephen curry at seven foot one
2: i mean again still like he, you can everybody everybody's trying to mimic St- uh, steph curry but the one thing that everybody doesn't have that he has is that he's seven and foot he's one.
3: arrogant i love it <laughs> he's like i'm who's <laughs> the best player in, in the he, nba me in two months that's love gonna find him it. in
2: the <laughs> rear though man because if you don't show up and if you don't if you if you don't um, hold on to that expectation and, and...
3: I think if it wasn't for a skinny frame, he's the first pick by a mile every other year in the NBA. Everyone is like, oh, always skinny frame. And this is the same thing they did with KD. And they're going to mess up here too. Magic should take home. We,
2: we also don't know what he's going to possibly be and who he could possibly be. So we'll, we'll just, you know, time's going to tell. He's
0: going to be I'll a stud.
2: Well, we'll, again, we'll see. Well, Shohei Otani, speaking of studs, hit two, three... Home run, um, home runs, and eight RBIs in a 12-11 to 11 loss against the Kansas City Royals on Tuesday. And last night, he struck out a career-high 13 over eight innings of two-hit ball and reached base three, um, hit base three times. In the Angels' five to nothing win over uh, the Royals, can the Angels keep the reigning AL MVP despite the team's continued disappointment? And the Angels haven't made the postseason. Keeping in mind, since 2014, and haven't won a playoff game since 2009. Otani ha- only has 16 months before he becomes a free agent.
1: This is so sad because Shohei Otani, and we talked about this, Jake, and you can t- touch on this. I mean, I mean you talk about back to back games. You're not going to get much better than that. And, <laughs> and the thing is, he can't do it all. He can't pitch back-to-back nights. Nice. If he could, maybe the, 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 the uh, um, Angels figure out a way to win. Listen, I think he's not staying. There's no way Shohei Otani is attaching his career and his livelihood to a team that hasn't won a playoff game since 2009. You guys were kids back then. I mean, 2009 <laughs> was such a long time ago. So, I think we do have 16 months left. They're not going to change how they've done things. I think Mike Trout is just happy being here, you, he can live the good life in Newport, and in and, and. But I think Shohei Ohtani wants to be with the Dodgers. He wants to be with the Yankees. Mets. He wants to play or Matt. He wants to play significant games, and this is so sad. We, day after day, week after week, that Shohei Ohtani is putting up historical performances, and this team is losing to lose 14 straight with Shohei Ohtani and Mike Trout on your team. Come on now.
2: I mean, I would want to know this guy personally because, like, sometimes you know. Something that happens in your personal life. Like when, like, my child has a family. Yeah. He has, you know, he has kids. He has a wife. Like, if maybe he has, you know, that kind of loyalty to Anaheim because of that. Well, listen, right? hey, by the
1: way, he's to- getting paid a ton of money. Yeah. What I'm saying is, do you see yourself winning postseason games? Do you, do you see yourself? Because it's not like... This is the one team That's going to pay him A ton of money I mean there, yeah. will, there will be A
3: line of teams That I will actually be... hey, You know what I As as a growing up An Angel fan I do think Shohei And Trout deserve better I think the Mets Are a serious threat To give Shohei $600 million I mean he plays Both positions Be the first player Ever to make five or $600 Because you know Cohen is so rich yeah. yeah And look I do think There's a serious possibility That both Shohei And Mike Stay in For the Angels They're very loyal players people but they want to win at the end of the day. If they do don't you want them to stay there, or do you think that they should make this like a big haul? Like don't
1: let them leave for nothing. Like would you
2: at least make an attempt. Well to, no, but like, like
1: okay, so like if you think Shohei Otani there's a more than 50 50 chance that he leaves, would you as the GM no. of
3: the team make it make a trade? Him, him and Trout, so I've thought about this. The guy I would trade Trout over for a Hall of Prospects over Otani. Otani yeah. makes so much money with you know all the all the Japanese fans, the ticket sales, but as of right now, you gotta keep both. You're already in this position where you have two of the greatest players of all time. They're really not that far off from being a World Series contender. As what people say, they have a top 10 roster in the league. They just aren't winning. Yeah. There's a culture shift that needs to happen. And that can happen with Trout and Otani still on the team. It just really They need to prioritize pitching this offseason, maybe at the deadline, trade Joe Adele or trade Brandon Marsh for a Pablo Lopez or Luis Castillo and kind of go all in because they really need to make the playoffs this year if they want those guys truly locked in.
4: Yeah, they, that's a good point. They really do need to make a playoff push this year if they want any shot at retaining Ohtani. Um, you know, talking about these last two games that he's had, eight RBIs one night, career high, 13 strikeouts the next night, another career high. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't top either of those numbers again in his career. Um, potentially the most impressive back-to-back stretch we've seen of any athlete um, over the last 25, 30 years. Um, in terms of keeping Otani Otani's only making $5 million this year. Yeah. Trout's making $35.5 million. I mean, it, they're going to have to pay him significantly more money to keep him around. And if the National League didn't implement the designated hitter, I do think he would stay with uh, the Angels. It's it's uh, comfortable. He's there. He kind of built his brand there. With the National League implementing the designated hitter, he can go play every day on all 30 teams. Before, it was 15 teams. Where he, <laughs> he's playing with the National League. He's playing outfield once every five days, pitch, playing two, twice every five days. Um, here, he can play every day. And and the Mets, Steve Cohn will throw as much money at him as he wants to. He'll hand him a blank check and say, "Fill it out." So I think that I mean I do think that Otani's time in Anaheim is coming to an end. It'd be if sick they don't, if he
3: went to the Mets with DeGrom and everybody. Yeah. Oh, if, they God, push, the <laughs> if they don't make the a push, if they don't make a push, are you a Yankees year? fan?
2: No, Screw the Yankees. no. First of all, the Yankee, no, the Yankees think that the Mets are irrelevant, so I don't want to hear that. I just don't like the Mets. I the think, Yankees are yeah. like the Celtics. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop with that. First
3: of all- One ring in the last, like, forever. S-
2: stop with that. No, they're not like the Celtics. This, the- no. Oh my god, no. The the Yankees are more like the um like your like your uh Lakers. No, the That's Lakers they, actually yes, have are.
3: multiple rings no, in the past fifteen no. years. Yankees Some have they, one. Celtics have think about how ridiculous of an organization the Celtics are. They have the one ring over the past Yankees forty Yankees years. One Yankees. ring right. The
2: mentality of the Yankees is that it is their trophy. Your mentality as a Lakers fan is it's your trophy. You guys have the same mentality that you have to win.
3: Lakers win more.
2: It, it doesn't matter we're not talking about that we're talking about the mentality of the Lakers and the mentality of the of the Yankees is it's our trophy it's that 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 ring is my ring it's always been like that it's always going to be like that it's never ever been and like that.
3: that isn't the Celtics mentality no it's not unfortunately yeah, <laughs> I don't screw, think so screw them
2: I, I don't. Well, th- I don't think that's having
3: one. they've won it once. Once
2: season. in forty exactly, years. So. For, no, no, for sure. And yeah. I'm not. I'm not negating that. I'm not. I'm not. What saying an that embarrassment! It, I'm just saying that their mentality <laughs> is not the same. Like the Yankees and the and the Lakers. And on top of it, both of you guys are one of the mo- are the most hated franchises. The Yankees, you eat, You either love them or that you hate them. There's no in between. Yeah. There's no in between with the. Lakers. I don't deny them. that. And there and there's no in between with the Lakers
3: love and the Lakers show hate <laughs> of the Yankees. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Come to the Dodgers. All right, let's uh, leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Nick Hamilton when we return right here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports
0: Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
1: Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Los Angeles, Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline, 310-400-0340. Let's go out to the Circus Sports guest hotline right now. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in and guaranteed prizes are back. Visit circasports.com for details. And on this special draft day, I did have to kind of You know, not bring in someone who's not high on the draft. I can tell you, I am surrounded by three of the people who this is Christmas Day for them. Jake Dicker, Brandon Deutsch, G. Hay Wiley, draft day here. And listen, you've had the top picks in the draft. Actually, not just the top picks in the draft. You've mocked all two rounds. So, Brandon, you're looking at this draft. And again, we've already talked about it. Next year's draft is going to be one of the greatest drafts
3: Uh, Of all time. Of of all time.
1: Where will this draft rank? Who will be the superstars? I mean, how many
3: future Hall of Famers do we have in this year's draft? Yeah, I think this is a much better draft than people give it credit for. I know originally it was seen as a, quote, weak draft, considering Cade last year, you know, Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, all those guys. But this has some of the best depth and some of the best high-end prospects we've seen in a long time. I think Chet, Nikola Jovich, Shaden Sharp, and... um, Jabari Smith Jr. and Jay Nivey. or did I already say Jay Ivey? No, you didn't. Okay, no, and, and Jay Nivey are all going to be NBA stars, to superstars. Even Boncaro could become an offensive star, like he's a Julius Randle type of comp. So, I mean, this is definitely a deep draft, and you got Dyson Daniels, who's a, who's like the closest prospect we've seen to Marcus Smart with defensive toughness. You got Johnny Davis, who can score. And the, like Grant mentioned yesterday as a guest, this is the most three and D wing prospects we've seen in a long time. It's kind of. Um, it's it's a result of what the nba has transitioned to the past couple years which is like oh okay they're so coveted three and d prospects so aj griffin from duke right like all these guys are trying to become three and d elite prospects ben mathurin mathurin or whatever you want to say so this is definitely a deep draft there's some second round sleepers too like travion williams who the lakers could get if they buy a selection jabari walker bryce McGowan's from nebraska another sleeper jalen williams who's now up to 15th overall in most mocks but he played at santa clara he's basically spencer dinwiddie plus he can control the game he's a better defender he can. He's a better shooter than Dinwiddie was at Colorado. So, like, I like that guy too. There's tons of sleepers in this draft. Jaden Hardy is not even supposed to go in the top twenty. That could be a future NBA superstar if he ever figures out his efficiency. Blake Wesley from Notre Dame is a great prospect, but he's inconsistent. And look, then you got Kennedy Chandler, who is a top, who's a five-star prospect, six feet tall. People are scared about his height. He could be a star, right, if developed correctly. I have him going to. Mem- I mean, like M- Memphis could be a good fit, but. You know Kennedy Chandler is going to be a star wherever you know he plays next year. Um, so I'm I'm in on a lot of these prospects. Not as good as next year's draft, not as good as last year's draft, but real, it's somewhere in the middle. Real quick, why is the draft next year this great draft? Yeah. So the seven foot three French phenom, wow. um, Victor Wembenaya. Basically, think of a Chet Holmgren plus, plus, plus. So he can do everything (laughs) Chet can better. And he's bigger. He can play defense like Rudy Gobert and shoot threes like Kevin Durant. He is the smoothest jumper of the past 20 years. He's the best prospect since LeBron James. I mean, like this guy is going to be... The best player in the NBA, possibly in 10 years. Like whoever picks him one overall next year, probably I wouldn't say guarantees them a championship, but guarantees them a shot if they can hold on to him. That's why I don't get why Portland and Sacramento are trying to compete to get into the quote play-in. To me, it makes no sense when you can in Washington exactly. too, with Beal. Like you can be so bad next year and get this guy, and then you got you got um, Amari Bailey out of UCLA, another three and D prospect who's going to be good. You got Whitehead from Duke. Um, there's tons of guys that are going to be amazing so i'm all in on next year's draft next year's is kind of similar to to last year's like, i see you know superstars at the top and tons of depth this one's more like stars to superstars there's more question marks these guys could be. this could become one of the best drafts but you need shade and sharp to pan out you need nicole Iovic to pan out you need boncaro to pan out Chad and Jabari are probably sure things as close to him as possible. Like they have upside. They'll probably pan out. Ivy is the same way. He'll be like a 20 point per game score, possibly in year one, but definitely in year two. So like, we'll see. I mean, this is definitely a good draft. Jake, what do you, you got to add anything?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think this has long been called a three player draft. I'm much more of the belief that's a four player draft. I think you need more. to include Jaden Ivy in that, in that top tier um, with that being said, I mean, you mentioned, there's a lot of guys that are big potential guys who are going to be drafted on their potential. Guys like Shaden Sharp, who didn't play a game in the NCAA. If he plays a full college season, he's right in the top, uh, the conversation with these top four guys. Guys like Dyson Daniels, who played in the G League. Guys like A.J. Griffin, who played a year at Duke, but got hurt, probably didn't play nearly as well as they thought he was going to, and he's still going to be looked at as a top 10 fringe pick.
2: He also didn't get a lot of touches either and didn't get a lot of PT, so... Um... I mean, I think AJ is is somebody that you you need to really, really, really look at um, down the line um, come his career in the NBA. He's going to be a stud.
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, other guys, similar things. Jalen Duran, Ty Ty Washington, um, you know, guys like that who came in, played their uh, college years, maybe didn't perform as great as they expected, who came in with these high expectations that are going to be drafted off their potential loans, kind of similar to what... You know, when Russell Westbrook was drafted by the Thunder 4, um, drafted on his potential. Um, but this, this draft has the ability, if these guys pan out in, you know, between 10 and 20, that second tier of the first round, to have a lot of quality NBA players. I don't think... Yeah, I agree. I don't agree. think that this draft is incredible. I mean, it's very heavy at the top with the guys who have superstar potential, but I don't think it falls all off about, as quickly as other drafts yeah. that we've seen in the past. It's, I think there are guys throughout the first round... That could play, you know, very quality. It's NBA all about careers.
3: development. Like I have Nikola Jovic becoming a future NBA superstar. If developed correctly, he could be one of the ten best players in the NBA.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you as far as development is concerned. Do you think that these teams that they will be going towards? You know, are capable of doing that too
3: because not. it depends on the org. Like the magic, no, like yeah. right, they're not going to develop the um, whoever I mean, they're not going to develop Jabari Smith Jr. as much as they should, right? And the Rockets, who knows? The Rockets, I kind of think, are leaning toward taking like tanking again and getting Victor Wembenaya next year. Wow. Like, that's probably the team that's the worst off in this draft because I think Detroit, you know, picks up a good player at five. And they're going to be way better next year. Sacramento's going to try and, you know, they're going to be better. Portland's going to be better. Um, Thunder are going to be better, especially with SGA, right, getting better. And Chet Holmgren. So, I mean, look, and Pogoshevsky and Josh Giddy, So the Rockets really have that clear 2023 outlook. This is genius play for them.
4: And Another thing you got to look at in this draft is there's going to be a group of guys that probably entered the draft a year too early. Mm. There are going to be second-round picks, guys like Caleb Houston out of Michigan, Max Christie out of Michigan State, uh, Walker Kessler out of Auburn. Peyton
3: Watson, UCLA. Peyton Watson out
4: of UCLA, yeah. Johnny Juzang out of UCLA, yep. Yep. Um, though, Christian Braun out of Kansas. Those are guys that, in the right system, can be very good rotational players in the nba it's just a matter of them finding the right fit in these these organizations plugging them into their system correctly not expecting them to do too much just these guys who they know their role they they play well and and that's all they do. You're not expecting them to, you know, transform your organization in any sh- and way. Before, shape, or Before I
3: wanted to note some interesting. Before we go back to the 22 NBA draft, like obviously I'm high on Nikola Jokic. One letter difference from Nikola Jokic, <laughs> but next year, think about it. Next year's draft. Not only did I mention Wembeniyo, who has a seven foot eight wingspan at seven foot two and has perimeter skills. This best prospect maybe we've ever seen, definitely since LeBron. Um, then you got Scoot Henderson too, who's like a Westbrook in his in his prime almost type of athleticism Uh, Amari bailey i mean you're gonna have harrison ingram coming back to stanford who could be a late first rounder right and then look at this another serbian shooting guard at six foot nine Nikola Dursic, Dursic next year another superstar waiting in the making if you have the name Nikola and you're from Serbia you've if got he, it if the only people like, that didn't succeed is Dario Saric cuz his first name was not Nikola that's why he sucks that's why he's a bum
4: all right if if that guy was going to play like in in the NCA and go to like auburn and just be a regular american guy same frame same skills so nicole as, or durasic the second one are you as do high I on him or do you love him because he's i love durasic i've actually seen prospects. tape on
3: this guy i just found out about him i just started watching tape on him literally just now on my phone this guy's good this guy's good he's a little bit smaller than Jovic. not as high as on him as jovich or obviously Jokic. A couple of years. Back. I mean, let's be real. I wasn't paying attention to the draft when Jokic was mm-hmm. drafted in the Taco Bell commercial. I was like 15, 16 years old. I didn't know what was going on. But Nikola <laughs> Durasic will be very good, just like Nikola Jovic.
2: Out of all these guys, though, and we're not talking about next year's draft. Let's just talk about this year's draft and focus on this year's draft. But yeah. like, um, out of all these guys, who is the most? I mean, I know the answer to this question, but for uh, from you guys' perspective, who is the most NBA-ready? Like who? because who, all these guys need development let's just yeah. get real all i'd say the most
3: developed. the most nba ready player in the drafts keegan murray i don't think it's close because like i mean he's 22 years old he has defensive and offensive versatility at six ten seven two wingspan dominated the big ten i know he didn't show up in that first game against what was that richmond they lost to yeah they lost to richmond. yeah i mean he didn't show up in i was that on a game. plane <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like I mean he's probably going to get picked uh 5th or 6th or you know 7th at the latest. Maybe even 4th if Sacramento keeps their pick. He's definitely the most NBA ready. I think Ochai um Up- Up- Baji from Kansas slot in 12 points per game, good defense, good scoring. Ben Mathurin's pretty NBA-ready. Even Boncaro is really NBA-ready. As much hate as I give him offensively, he's definitely NBA-ready and big body-wise since he's probably the most physically mature in the draft. Um, then you got to look at you know like you said Christian Braun NBA ready Trevion Williams out of Purdue very underrated prospect NBA ready Uh, EJ Liddell out of Ohio State learned how to hit threes at six seven he's NBA ready can play the small ball four or five there's a lot of NBA ready guys in this draft so the teams in the late first will be able to take guys that can have a serious impact right away. You know, Jake, did, did I miss anybody that's NBA no, ready? No, I was just
4: gonna piggyback off what you said. I've talked way too much about Bancaro, but Keegan, <laughs> Keegan Murray is is the most NBA ready yep. prospect in this draft for all the reasons that you mentioned, Brandon. I was curious for you. I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday with Grant. If there's anyone in this second round that you you could see making you know a big splash early, um, that kind of the hidden gem um, of the second round. If there's anyone that you've been a lot looking of that. That, that's on your mind for me bryce mcgallens right for yeah, you yeah we talked a lot yeah. about mcgallens i also really i don't know where he's gonna go could be an end of the first early second jake laravia out, oh yeah he's going Wake first forest.
3: round first that guy can do everything can do
4: everything he is a, he is a
2: stud i mean like and also let's take into consideration the acc they have a lot of great guys in there like a lot yeah in my in my opinion
3: I have him going 30th, but he should be higher. I like Max Christie, like you said, one of the smoothest jumpers, still relatively young, five-star prospects. Same thing with Caleb Houston. Those are guys that may have first-round promises. We just don't know to that extent but i think christian coloco is another sleeper i mean now since he's able to shoot threes from arizona he's already an elite shot blocker an elite interior defender but now at seven foot one being able to expand his range to the three that really mark williams hasn't you know he's getting better but like that's the difference between him and mark williams, mark williams is a way better interior defender and lob threat than coloco don't get me wrong but if mark williams can start hitting threes he'll be a Huge great NBA player and I think Coloco is definitely a steal. If we keep going down the list, I don't love Trevor Keels. I think he's a bust. I know G-A year a too might. early. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, a year no, too I early that I no no no.
2: I agree with that. Like I'm yeah. I'm a realistic Duke fan. Like I'm a realistic Duke fan when it comes to guys leaving. Um, certain guys like they should mm, they shouldn't even yeah. have gone to college kind of um, oh. thing, and then certain guys leaving too early. Trevor Keels is definitely one. I'm of I'm looking guys at, that my, has left too at my my
3: mock right now. Josh Monroe, freshman, Memphis, one of the most athletic prospects in the last couple of years. Very raw, still came out too early. He'd be a lottery pick next year in that stacked NBA draft next year. You can get him in the second round. This is a guy that's going to be very good, similar to Isaiah Williams type of prospect. Who I've compared to Harrison Ingram, who I think is returning to Stanford, right?
4: As far a lot, yeah. As I mean, far I as I know, I otherwise. mean, those guys
3: are very similar to Zaire. That if you develop them correctly, they could become NBA, you know, really good NBA players, NBA stars. I like Scottie Pippen Jr. I think the Clippers kind of look at him um, with 43rd, just coming up soon. Uh, uh, what do we
2: think about your boy Isaiah Mobley?
3: I uh, you Stay know. Away. <laughs> Not I fan. think undrafted, undrafted. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I unfortunately I think the South same thing. Yeah, South Bay Lakers. let's get them. Yeah, maybe G League.
3: Johnny Juzang, <laughs> Sharif O'Neal, and Isaiah Mobley all going to be on the South Bay Lakers next year. I actually love that the Lakers have come in, and you know we can we can talk about this since we're you know based in LA. I yeah. love how the Lakers bring in Sharif O'Neal, bring in you know Jabari Walker, um, Juzang, guys that might go undrafted, and then they could sign them yeah. as undrafted like Reeves last year. And Ham mm-hmm. is known for his player development, especially defensively. That's, that's why I want to keep Talon Horton Tucker. You get Ham as a oh, coach to I teach totally him, agree there. teach him defensively. Talon Horton Tucker has the ability to be an, 21. a great NBA player. And he showed that two years ago. So that's why they need these... And look, then the Lakers, another genius thing. They're finally a serious organization. <laughs> they bring in the top two NBA G League scorers that are like 30 years old that can play defense. And they're like, yo, like, let's work you out. Let's see if we can, you know, because then those guys – who have experience and have something to prove. That is important. Too many Lakers over the past couple of years have been in their head with yeah. the Showtime lifestyle. I'm not going to say any names, but you probably know who I'm talking exactly. about. Once he left LA, he was really good. Um, but like <laughs> now we have, we're have we getting these hardcore, hard-nosed types players, and that's how the Celtics made the finals. Guys, they kind of internally developed. That's what the Lakers need to be, and which is why I'm not completely against the Kyrie Irving trade, but kind of, because I want to develop guys. But we yeah. have no picks, so I guess we have no position. No position but there's definitely a lot of great undrafted free agents i'm looking down this list by
1: the way real quick and i want to get your thoughts on this for a for a team that gets knocked a lot they
3: select very well or they get great player development and scouting yeah yeah huge i mean when they drafted tht i was like who the heck is this guy and then it was like sports
1: client and you're thinking make that's a favor and and it's like THT's been a very good player. Seven
3: now, foot one wingspan. He's twenty one. Right? Twenty one. Yeah. You really have to. It's really, that home. The only difference is like THT's offensive game turns from like ten to twenty points per game if he just develops a three point shot because mm-hmm. teams can't guard him when he gets to the lane and and you know he's got an offensive bag that very few other NBA players have. Like I've seen him do moves and I'm like what the heck like a spin move like step back I'm like dude if he just learns how to shoot that's a guy I don't want to get rid of him I'm serious Arash like if I'm the GM I don't even want Kyrie just get West give Westbrook for like just wave him when we'll develop guys at yeah. this point I yeah. know 47 million but like maybe trade him at the deadline I also like Jamari Bouillet out of uh, point guard senior university of san francisco another overlooked guy like jalen williams because they play in the west coast conference showed out against chet holmgren showed out against all these guys he's nba ready i can see the celtics picking him soon at 53 if they keep that pick and then look there's there's a ton of guys it's really this is a, honestly a great draft top to bottom a great draft really Marjon Bochamp's gonna be pretty Uh good but he's first round um you know I'm just looking I think all of these guys have the potential to be good I don't really trust the international guys other than Jovic as much as other people like oh dang I'm not too high on all the uh, people are like this guy's like Paul George and I'm like dude the guy's not Paul George Paul George (laughs) is like come on like you know what I'm saying so like I don't trust and always there's a guy that never makes the NBA in the second round I think Cam's Gate is that guy or someone like I don't trust international prospects in the second round I'm sorry
4: Yeah, I think you brought up a really good point with the Lakers player development, how well they've drafted over the last couple of years, which is why I'm very excited about. I'm a believer that they're going to buy into the second round of this draft somewhere in the middle of the draft. Taylor Horan Tucker was the 46th overall pick middle of the second round. Um, I mean, the Lakers have drafted very well over the last five, ten years, which is why they've had the assets to go out and make an Anthony Davis trade. Um, and trade all their first-round picks and prospects. Um, but yeah, the guys that I'm looking at for that pick, I mean, guys that you mentioned, Josh Minot, Christian Coloco, um, and Max Christie, two guys that, I mean, Christian Coloco, Sierra Canyon High School, Max Christie, Michigan State, Big Ten. Um, so I've seen both those guys play up close and per- uh, up close and personal for a while now, both incredibly talented guys. With Coloco, it's more of, he's either on or, is, or, or, or he's off. It's not a lot of consistency when he's on he's a 12 and 10 um when he's off he's kind of just clogging up space in the lane max christie is one of the most as you said one of the smoothest jumpers in the draft um only shot 31.7 percent from three last year at mission state but i expect that number to improve um on an nba program um but yeah i mean the lake a guy like kennedy chandler that you mentioned too if kennedy chandler what is he six one if he's six four he's a lottery pick for sure maybe even top five pick what he does the skill set is there um 13.9 points per game shot 38 percent from three as a true freshman at uh, at tennessee i mean i think there's a lot of guys in this second round that i mean I've, i feel like i'm kind of hammering this point home at this point I'm kind of repeating myself but a lot this is a deep draft it's really really deep um guys like orlando robinson we haven't even talked about um and then even like the local guys juzang if put in the right system i think could be a really solid nba rotational type of guy
1: yeah Uh, But By the way, we are taking the show and going to Las Vegas for the Summer League. Excited. Thursday, July 7th, we've got uh, two games to begin the slate. Houston versus the Orlando Magic and Portland versus
3: Detroit. Are we excited about that matchup really quick? Especially if Detroit gets Ivy or Sharp, I'm very excited. Two of my favorite (laughs) players that are going to be future stars. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I
2: mean uh, you know, any anytime I can go to Vegas, I'm, I'm always going to be excited. But yeah, no, it should it should be fun. Vegas
3: kind. Yeah, Vegas is a great city when you, especially when you're 21 plus.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely, I will be at that book. By the gotta way, lock in that time.
3: Niners
4: bet. N-
2: no, no Niners. Ten, ben,
4: ten plus wins, right? I, I'm Guaranteed. I'll, go,
2: I'll go with that under. That's fine. I mean, those just summer kidding. league,
4: those early summer league games with the top picks are always fun. They're yeah. kind of showcases for those guys. Kind of just hand them the ball and be like, this is your spotlight show off so those are always fun it's gonna be a great time
2: yeah and especially since it's only two we're we're only going to the first two games because that's when you're that's like you know that's the prime time the best time to go
4: exactly all right that's all the time we
1: have for today let's do it again tomorrow until then this is Arash Markazi
0: saying stay safe and stay healthy this is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. I'm for the cash so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing currency see Jason. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Sharing tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dog?